Hey guys, welcome back to episode 57 of Behavior Strategies for Class. Today we're going to be talking about what factors influence behavior. I mean, do you want to better understand your students' behavior? And how can you influence their behavior? Because you are a positive adult in your students' lives, and they need you. Today we're going to talk about four different factors that influence your students' behavior. Hi guys, welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well-rounded person. And I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities, and I want to offer you hope. You will be a constant, caring adult in your students' lives, and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph, not only for them, but also for you. So we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care, social-emotional intelligence, sensory breaks, why are they important, PBIS, behavior interventions, MTSS, social skills, evidence-based strategies, and more. So listen in, and I have to say, Rita Pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students. And if you have not listened to her TED Talk on Every Child Needs a Champion, I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students' champion because we were born to make a difference. Let's listen in to today's episode. Now don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. And I still have a couple calls available for the end of this month. And you can sign up on the Calendly link in the show notes. I would love to talk with you about any questions you may have about any behavior strategies that you are dealing with. And also, don't forget to join my Facebook group. I'm trying to get over a cold, so my voice is definitely a bit hoarse. So, let's get to it. So some of the students I'm working with this year definitely have a lot going on. We have one who is a foster kid, another one, actually we have a couple that are being raised by their grandparents. Their bio parents are MIA. I don't think they have any contact with them. We have another one whose whose dad is amazing, doing a great job raising her and some younger siblings and mom is in the military, Um, but that's still a different factor um, with her behavior. And especially where we live, like military is a big factor as well because we have parents that are in and out, um, you know, home for a while and then they have to go back out and, or they're getting ready to move again or they just moved here. So we've dealt with lots of different different factors for our students and they do influence their behavior. Sometimes I think like behavior is so complicated 
And it's like, how do you figure out and piece it together and, and really dig in to help these kids the best that we can? And it's overwhelming, which I'm sure, you know, maybe some of you feel that because on top of you're doing the teaching and all the academics now, you know, you have to be kind of a second mom or a second dad or an aunt or uncle like to these students. And that's great because they need that. They need you. But I'm saying for myself, I definitely feel overwhelmed at times with their behaviors and trying to remember like all the millions of things that are probably going through their heads every day as we are trying to get them to just sit and do some academics. It's hard to to really get in there sometimes. But at the same time, like that's not our job really is to, to get in there and get deep and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's, that's for the therapist. That's for the counselor. That's for, you know, maybe the social worker, the school psych. And even then, you know, they can't do a ton of work either. Sometimes they don't even see our students but once a week and sometimes not even that you know they they're stretched as well between so many different schools and so many different needs with our kiddos anyways all that to say there's definitely a lot going on but the main things that we are finding is definitely that relationship building that relationship where they can come hang out be themselves without being concerned that they're going to be reprimanded you know all the time about every little thing I mean sometimes I do catch myself like like you didn't throw that away wait you need to clean off your desk wait you need to clean inside your desk wait don't forget you have to fit this you know mouth page wait we need to finish I get it but sometimes we also just need to let them be kids and It's just watching some of our kids and just listening because sometimes they are just all over the place. And so one of my, one of the best behavior strategies, of course, is the relationship, building that positive relationship with your students that we have been able to do with our students, listening, and then also processing with them. Like we had some of our students, they just make a small problem into this huge problem because of their behavior, because they end up going, kind of losing their minds for a few minutes. You know, they're kicking things, they're banging the windows, they're throwing things, they're cussing you out, and it's all because they couldn't get an extra pencil or they couldn't find their favorite pencil. Or we said no to them about something. It's like, guys, come on. Like, this is a small problem. And this is where resilience as well. And teaching them how to fail. Okay, that might be another podcast. But, or how to deal with failure or rejection. Like, I think they take it personally. When we tell them no, Like we can't do that right now or no, we're not able to do that today. I really feel like sometimes they just take that so personally and then they just blow up 
Like they don't, they don't know what to do with that except for blow up. And that's definitely not how they're going to succeed in life. So those are some of the, the things that, um, I've been dealing with and some of the students that we've been working with and helping them cope as well. But realizing in the background, there's so many different factors going on with even just one student. So let's get into four factors that you can learn about that influence your student's behavior. So one is physical. Second is mental, emotional. Third is life experiences. Fourth is their needs and wants. So let's go back. Physical. So sometimes this is like the most basic one that sometimes we forget. Like, are they hungry? Did they have breakfast? Did they finish their lunch? Were they able to get a snack today? Are they tired? Especially on Mondays. Are they tired? Sometimes when our students come down, they want to break They just want to sit, sit in the beanbag. It's like, okay, go ahead. Just chill for a few. Other times we try and get them up and moving. Like you need a movement break. You know, you've been sitting in class, working hard. Let's get a movement break. Like let's not just come and sit. Let's get a movement. But other times they're telling like they're tired or you can tell by the look on their face. Like they're tired. They're exhausted. Uh, Sometimes we've had kids having a change of medication, and so that changes their physical, you know, whether they get hungry, whether they get tired just from meds. So that all affects their physical being. So number two, the second factor is their mental and emotional. And this is a tough one because sometimes our kids are just all over the place. So they could be upset one minute, the next minute they're calm, the next minute they're sad, the next minute they're happy, the next minute they're crying. They're exhausting, (laughs) but they're great. I love them. But I mean, that is definitely another huge factor is their emotional well-being. How are they doing? And, you know, we want them to be okay. If they're sad, it's okay to be sad. Or if you're angry, it's okay to be angry but let's not lash out at anybody while you're angry. And I know you're sad, but you can't just sit and cry all day. You know, it's helping them kind of work through these emotions as well. I think it's great. So many of our students are able to identify their feelings, how they're feeling, and that's huge, but also getting them to work with those emotions. I think that's another step we have to work on. The third one would be life experiences. So as I've said in the past, we've had some students that are living in their cars, living in hotels. Sometimes they're in the middle of a divorce between their parents. Sometimes there's illness. Either it could be just COVID, it could be cancer, it could be, I don't know, it could be anything. Or they could be having even more extended family come live with them. So there's kind of an upheaval at home and maybe they have to start sharing their room that they didn't have to before. So life experiences. And then number four, needs and wants. 
This is a little tough one because we need them to be working. We need them to be focusing. But of course, that's not always what they want to do. Or they want to go outside and play. They want to just sit and play with their fidget. They want to just sit and talk to their neighbor. So getting those focuses and those wants and needs back to where it needs to be for being in school. <laughs> like our one student today, you know, he was going on to social studies and he had to read this chapter. And Why is there so much reading? Why do we have to do all this reading and writing? Because um, we're in school, bud. This is what we do at school. This is how you learn. <laughs> Anyways, these are four factors, and obviously we cannot control all of these, and I'm not saying that you should, and you can't, but just to be aware, all of these factors are going on in your, some of your students' heads. Like, I didn't eat last night, I'm starving this morning, I was late, I didn't get breakfast, I'm getting hangry. And now, of course, I'm getting sad or I'm getting frustrated. You know, I didn't get a shower last night because our water got shut off. I mean, so many different things sometimes are going on. It helps me and hopefully it'll help you just to take a second and kind of regroup before addressing your students or being able to see, well, what strategy is going to help them? Is it a quick break? Have a snack? You know, go for a quick walk, eat your snack, come back to class. That student's good to go. I mean, other students, they need more of a movement movement break. Or sometimes they just need to come sit for five minutes. And again, it's as you get to know your students. And you're not always going to know what life experiences they're going through, what they have been through, or or their emotional needs, or how they're feeling emotionally. Because you know, some of your students are not going to want to share all of that. And then you have your other students who overshare everything. But just being aware of these four factors that influence behavior will help you better accommodate the correct behavior strategy to help your student be successful in your class that day, even just that day, even just that hour, you know, helping them just get through math is huge. So again, the four factors that influence your student's behavior is the physical, the mental, emotional, life experiences, and their needs and wants. And you do your best to influence behavior by the way you greet your student in the morning, by the culture in your classroom, how do your students feel being in there? And remembering that behavior is communication and your students may not be the best communicators, but your example and listening ear are communicating to them that they matter and that you care about them. And that's huge for them. So you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Because you know your students need you. Also, don't forget, hit that subscribe button. Join my Facebook group. Sign up for a call. And I will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. 
Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all. And I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have, being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, P-P-U, the number four, and U, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University bit.ly slash behavior ppu the number four and the letter u if you're interested also to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies there is another bit.ly link and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free the number six for free These will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out. And I leave you with this, that every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.